This podcast has been brought to you with the support of Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. With a Wise account, you can send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Whether you're traveling through Asia, freelancing in France, or buying that dream property in Oz, Wise is the easy way to connect all your finances internationally. You can even send money home to mum in minutes. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com. Kia ora, I'm Georgina Campbell in for Damien Venuto. It's April 13th and this is The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. The Reserve Bank hiked the official cash rate up to 5.25% in early April, surprising many economists, politicians and journalists with the increase. The 11th consecutive OCR hike comes after the Reserve Bank admitted to deliberately engineering a recession to get on top of inflation. But how far is the Reserve Bank willing to go? And where does this leave politicians? Today, New Zealand Herald business editor at large and host of the Money Talks podcast, Liam Dan, joins the front page to analyse the country's latest monetary policy moves. Liam, with the official cash rate going up by 50 basis points to 5.25%, what does that mean for the average New Zealander? Yeah, interesting to think about the average New Zealander because, I mean, they almost don't exist. So it means that interest rates in the sense of mortgage rates and the savings deposit rates are likely to stay a little higher for a little longer. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going up that much more or more quickly because this is something that the Reserve Bank has done to keep them where they want them to be. They were concerned about them coming off a bit. But, you know, look, it, it basically means higher rates. If you're a saver, you might be older and have a deposit account and that might mean that you get a better rate on your savings. But I think what we're all really thinking about is those people with those giant mortgages who've maybe bought houses in the last five years or so and how much stress they're going to be under if mortgage rates stay at a high level. So I guess that's where all the concern is, all the hype in the last week or so has been worry about people paying their mortgages. This recent OCR hike has been widely viewed, I think, as a higher than expected increase. But I understand that you have a different position on that. Well, I I just noted in a column after the um, announcement that the Reserve Bank's position had not changed from February. So in actual fact, they did exactly what they said they were going to do in February, and they are still on track to take the official cash rate up as far as 5.5%, quite possibly, which was their last forecast. What had happened in the interim was that those international money markets had moved, and we'd sort of seen the economists and the commentators and the journalists all sort of soften their position and come into line, oh, well, we definitely think there's only going to be a 25 basis point increase. But it was never the Reserve Bank that said that. In fact, they hadn't really given any messaging since February and they've stuck to their guns. Yeah, and, and some economists such as Kiwi Bank's Jared Kerr have argued for a hold on the OCR. We now believe that the impact of the flooding and the cyclones will be well over $10 billion. I think we could have paused the rate hiking cycles to better assess what was happening. It was a dire situation. We should be nearing the end of the tightening cycle, and they could have easily paused, I think, in February just to assess what was going on. 
what are the merits of that idea? Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit weird from my point of view, because I kind of agree with Jared Kerr. I'm nervous about pushing things too far and unemployment going up too high. So I, I sort of agree with the idea that we maybe should be going a little bit more cautiously and more slowly. We may have to deal with inflation running a bit longer, but that the effect of a, a serious recession would be no good for anyone. Having said that, I kind of end up sounding like I'm defending the Reserve Bank because they've taken a strong position. It's not a popular position. The fact that it's been so unpopular in the last few days, in a way, I find that weirdly reassuring. I don't know why. (laughs) It might just be a reactionary thing on my part. Why do you find that weirdly reassuring? I don't know. I was was saying to uh, producer Sean earlier that I (laughs) always like that with bands too, I prefer the early work, but I, I think some of the critics of what's happened in the last few days were also highly critical of Adrian Orr and the Reserve Bank for running too loose a monetary policy or or being what we call in monetary policy terms too dovish, too gentle about a year or 18 months ago. And now they're accusing them of being too tough and too hawkish. And so it, it sort of jars a little bit that swing. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a reserve bank under Adrian Orr, which doesn't do things by halves. They really put the foot down on stimulus when they felt it was needed and loose monetary policy during COVID. And now they want to get on top of inflation and they're not mucking around. So it is kind of a dramatic approach to monetary policy, but I'm, I, I'm sure I can sort of imagine Adrian Orr arguing this is the tool he has, he's going to use the tools at his disposal to achieve the result. He, he doesn't muck around. The Reserve Bank has again hiked the official cash rate, saying inflation is still too high. The rate has risen 50 basis points. That's at the upper end of predictions, taking it from 475 to 5.25%. Since the start of last year, when it was 1%, the rate's been heading steadily up, today reaching that 5.25%, the highest level since October 2008. So that's the Reserve Bank's approach here in New Zealand. How does our OCR increase compare with the rest of the world? You know, like Australia, for example, I understand is not hiking their cash rate to the same extent. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of the um, controversy or the talk of the last week or so has come from, is that Australia paused just a day or so before we did the double hike. Um, So that's diverged quite a lot. There are some different things. You know, economists will say, well, Australia hasn't had the wage spiral because they haven't had the labour shortage issues that we've had with closed borders. I mean, they had their borders closed, but it wasn't quite as tough. They've had immigration come back a bit quicker. So their inflation rate seems to be coming off a little bit more clearly than ours. So they had room to pause where maybe our bank didn't. But having said that, you know, they may have to hike again. We don't know. I mean, it will depend a lot on how things go in the next few months. And I guess we'll get to see which approach is more successful. Coming back to New Zealand, what about the Reserve Bank here in terms of a pause? Do you see that happening anytime soon? You know, is this recent hike the last big one for a little while, do you think? Well, it could be it. It's entirely possible that they've just front-ended what they were going to do, done it sooner rather than later to get through this cycle. We get proper consumer price index inflation figures next week, I think. And that will be a big reveal in terms of whether we need to see more. If our number stays up around 7.2% where it is, we may yet have to see another hike, unfortunately. And I think the feeling from the Reserve Bank, I mean, there wasn't many words that came with this decision, but the the feeling was that the cyclone effects were going to be quite inflationary and that they were worried about those. So could be that just that bump in spending around rebuilding and food prices is going to keep our inflation higher longer. And that's not great. It's pretty terrible timing, actually, in terms of us trying to get this economy rebalanced. 
So with those numbers coming out next week, at what point do you think people can feel that we are getting on top of inflation? I mean, how much of a decrease do we need to see? I think it needs to be a marked drop. You know, unfortunately, one of the problems in this country is we get inflation figures every three months, you know, quarterly, whereas in Australia, they're getting them monthly now. So we're not seeing it as incrementally. We have to wait for these big reveals and they're quite out of date. But yeah, I, I think they'll need to see a pretty sizable drop, which probably means another three months on from where we are now. And they'll also be looking at the labour market and how tight that is. So unemployment will be an issue. And of course, sadly, that is actually more about uh, seeing unemployment rise, which is not usually a good thing. If you're enjoying this episode of The Front Page brought to you by the New Zealand Herald, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. A recession is actually something that the Reserve Bank has admitted to engineering, right? Like this is actually what it wants? I guess they wouldn't say they're engineering it, but the forecasts that they've put out there based on where they're setting the rate track pushes us into recession and potentially with no growth or going backwards for um, a few quarters in a row. So quite a long period. You know, in terms of sticking to their guns, that is really bringing it home that they can't really see a way to get through this. When you look back at the whole COVID cycle, the amount of pain that we avoided in COVID with the stimulus, a lot of people will say too much stimulus and now we're paying for it. But on balance, they would argue that it's not going to be as bad as that might have been if we hadn't had any stimulus, but there's no way to get the balance back without going through a bit where we just feel the pain and we have to sort of suck money out of the economy. Looking at the politics of this, because, of course, it is an election year, how much pressure is there now on the government to do something on their end to help limit or or soften the fallout from inflation? Yeah, that's a real dilemma. So far, I mean, and I kind of think they've missed their window to do something in terms of actually helping to get on top of inflation because that involves spending less. And instead, what they've done is they've taken some measures in the last six months or nine months to soften the blow of inflation, the high cost of living. So taking taxes or fuel, cost of living payment, higher minimum wage, higher benefits, all these things. And I'm not saying they're not deserved, but they will add to inflation, unfortunately. And that's where you get parties like ACT saying, no, you just need to really slash spending. I think it's pretty clear the Labour government isn't prepared to do that. They will be cautious around the budget. They'll be careful not to add to inflation from here. But it's going to be interesting because it may well see them heading into that election with things just about in the worst (laughs) spot. And we can say, oh, look, it's all going to get better from there. But if there is still some inflation there that's making people feel like they're paying more and the unemployment rate is rising... That's sort of the worst of both worlds for a while. And ideally, we'll see things come right out the other side, but it may not be very well timed for an election cycle for an incumbent government. When you look at the annual numbers, you know, we're we're up over 2%, and that's better than most of the countries we compare ourselves to. But clearly, you know, there has been a slowing in the New Zealand economy. I do note that some of the economists who have commented since the result today uh, have, have lowered their forecast for the next interest rate hike. The budget's coming up in May. Do you think Grant Robertson might have uh, something up his sleeve in relation to this cost of living crisis? Well, I think it's going to have to be relatively boring and they're going to have to sell 
the idea of being sensible, which is something Grant Robertson has been quite good at in the past. They're going to have to sell the idea that they are doing just enough to sort of address all the issues that everybody sees in the economy and in society right now, but they're not injecting more money in. So they're going to have a cap on spending because they'll get hammered if they spend a lot more this time because it's just extra money in the economy. Even though it might be fairer and going to the right people, it still puts extra money in the economy and that flows through the economy and into prices and wages, and that just keeps the inflation spiralling. And that's what the Reserve Bank is pushing very hard against. And you can't really have the government working against the Reserve Bank. At best, I think we're going to see them try and stay very neutral on it. Gosh, as you say, it's a pretty difficult place to be just before the election, isn't it? You know, government spending, what about people in their daily lives spending? I mean, is the big takeaway from all of this that we just need to spend a little less for a few months? Because I tell you what, in Wellington, that is certainly not my experience (laughs) on the streets. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think in the small business world, uh, life has got a lot tougher very quickly construction sector, really tough. So I think there's there's certainly signs of recession up in Auckland right now. Yeah, spend less, save more. Definitely saving more is good because it's preparing you for the future. It's keeping the money, it's growing the money, but it's not putting it through the economy right now when we have this inflation problem. So saving is a good takeaway. I think the government's messaging could be more in line with the Reserve Bank. You know, Adrian Orr's just come out and said, stop spending, please. We've raised interest rates with the explicit intention of slowing down aggregate spending in the economy. If you just start behaving, you know, 1% different um, around inflation expectations and wage growth, the less work we need to do and the less likely it is that we have a prolonged period of low or negative growth. I think some government messaging along those lines would be helpful. But, you know, the trouble is as we spend less, companies cut back and we're going to see job cuts and things. And that's the real issue in a recession is is just do not lose your job because, you know, you can spin your way through high cost of living for a while or higher interest rates as long as you've got, you know, stable and regular cash flow. People will work with you. But, you know, a high level of redundancies and job losses will be a shock through this economy. And finally, I think the question everybody wants the answer to, when can we expect to see the OCR heading back down in the other direction? Yeah, well, if if it works that they hit this harder at the front end with these higher rate hikes, then some economists see it being cut again by the end of the year, potentially. That may be a little bit like wishful thinking, but the expectation is that it would be coming down through 2024, that we would have inflation under control. And that does mean that we're probably, you know, if you're thinking about 18 months or two year fixed rate mortgage terms, which is that time frame, then they probably have peaked. So all the central bank, the Reserve Bank is able to do is keep them up there higher a little bit longer. It's only short term floating rates that are really feeling these hikes right now. So hopefully a relatively short cycle, but it will be a tough one and tough if you've got younger people with new mortgages, high rates, possibly losing their job, having to find new work. It's a real short, sharp shock treatment, I think, is what we are going for. Whether it pays off, we'll have to wait and see. Well, on that note, thanks so much for joining us, Liam. It's been a real pleasure. That's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson and Paddy Fox with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Georgina Campbell. Subscribe to The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts and tune in tomorrow for another look behind the headlines.